Hi, I'm Monique Carriol and I'm building a movement of brave leaders so that together we can tackle some of society's most fundamental needs. So I'm here to encourage you to be yourself, support you to back yourself and really help you through those practical steps to navigate your leadership and career journey to enable you to make it happen. Hi, welcome to today's episode. So I want to speak to you about time to transition. Is it time to transition for you? And I hope that by sharing my career transition and the story so far, it may help you with some of that. I know so many people are thinking about this. If you're on social media, you'll know hashtag great, the great resignation is absolutely peaking and trending right now. This episode is not about saying to you, go and leave your job tomorrow. This is not what I'm talking about. This is me speaking about a journey that started before the pandemic, about how I was honest and open and faced some of my fears. But more importantly, for me, how I actually went through with making my career change and resigning from my 20-year career in the NHS was about my leaving well plan. Because I knew when I spoke about what was really holding me back from leaving, and making a change and, and trying something different that had been a, a desire in me for a long time. It was about my guilt and my fear of leaving my team, leaving my organization, possibly not having the financial means to support my family in the way that I wanted to. And that all connected to, and I, the only way I unpicked this was through working through it with my coach because I could feel that overwhelmingly it was time for a change for me. But I also had these really strong feelings of responsibility and it was pulling, pulling and pushing me in two different directions. And that's why it kept coming back up. So let me try and put this into a bit of a chronolo- chronological order for you. So for me, this all started way before the pandemic. So I was in my director role for just under five years and I would say it was at about the two year mark that I spoke to my CEO at the time and I said to her, I think it's time for me to move on. I've been in the role for two years. You originally brought me into the role for two years and we've done a really big piece of work. It's been successful, um, but I don't think transformation roles are roles that you just keep extending and keep going at. If you've delivered a change, I don't wanna make work for myself. If the job is done, it's time to move on. And at that time, I was helping my CEO a lot with the strategy agenda and doing a lot around our integration agenda. So partnership working, integrated care and governance. And she said to me, there's a lot to do here and I'd like you to lead on this work. I see there's more to do. But another year and a half in, I came back to the same space. Now, I had a 20 year career in the NHS. I was very good at my job. I understood it all inside out and back to front. But I also had a lot of frustrations with the bureaucracy and the politics. And it really used to get to me at times. And I knew that to be able, the way how I work, I wear my heart on my sleeve. What you see is what you get. And what I could see happening with me was I was getting more and more frustrated with some of the the messages and directions of travel that I was having to stand up and speak to, um, you know, our staff 
our organization and speak to the local communities about that some of it I didn't necessarily agree with or understand why that was happening. So when something doesn't make sense to me, of course, if I don't understand it intellectually, I'll go and try and understand it. But once I understand it intellectually, it still doesn't make sense with me. It doesn't sit right. And standing up in a room and saying things that you either don't believe in or don't make sense to you, I just felt that I couldn't do that. The other big thing that was pressing for me was um, I'm a mum of three children. And when people say to me, Monique, I don't know how you have that job. I don't know how you've got such a big job, three children. You know, my son is young and was wasn't even in school when I first got my director job. You know, how do you do it? But at times it was nearly impossible. And I felt really overwhelmed at times. And it was even more difficult to accept that because I was good at my job. I was getting really good feedback. I was landing stuff. We were driving things forward. My team was really, really good and super well respected as well, which was most important to me. You know, had a good reputation for delivery, but I was feeling overwhelmed with managing it all. And it's because I'm an all or nothing person. If I put my name to something, if I'm responsible for something, then I want to deliver that to the highest standard that I can. I have standards of excellence. And I'm a perfectionist by background. And I say by background because I've worked hard to try and manage that because it was hindering me so much. But I've switched my perfection for excellence, which I think is important. And that's one of my values. I strive for excellence. But in striving for excellence and having super high standards, it was burning me out. It was burning me out trying to be that, that the director and the leader that I wanted to be to serve my people but also to be the mum that I wanted to be. You know, I want to parent my children. I want I want to be their mum. I don't want to bring in lots of help. I didn't want to bring in lots of help to do the stuff that they needed support and help with. I wanted to do it. My mum said to me the other day, Monique, I think you just ran on super adrenaline for five years. That's not a good place to be. And I started to get frightened. You know, I started to get frightened about... I can, I feel like burnout's coming and I feel like I'm going to not be able to get out of bed one day. And that would completely fail my children. That would be the complete opposite of being responsible. That's irresponsible to push myself to that limit, knowing that that's coming and I'm not trying to address it or even think through what I can do to address it. So before the pandemic, I came to this point in time again about thinking. So I think I was about three and a half years in thinking about, okay, Monique, what is it you want to do? It's really easy to talk about what you don't like. What is it you do like? And I actually sought out some help. So you've heard me speak about seeking expert help before. It's something I always do when I've got a big challenge or a big problem, because I know sometimes we can get stuck in our own head and our fears. And the other thing I felt, which I talked about is guilt. They will overwhelm and override you and they can sometimes make you stay on the track that you've got other feelings that want to pull you off. So I worked with my coach and actually what we worked on was a, a leaving well plan because it was important to me to leave well, to leave my team in the best place that I could, to be honest and open with my organisation and my exec colleagues about why I was going, to leave good plans and leave things in a good place for them and to help them think through what happens after me. So what's the succession plan? 
The other thing that also came up in speaking with my coach about and having that time to really reflect on what does leaving well mean for me was about speaking with people I'd worked with to tell them what was great about working with them and to leave them with that. You know, it's so easy to, you may know why you like working with a colleague. You may know what's great about someone in your team. How often do you take the time to tell them and really say more than just, I like working with you, we work well together, but to explain why, to give them that encouragement. So I made sure I made a list of who I wanted to speak with before I left. And the people that I wanted to tell in person that I was leaving and why I was leaving, I didn't want them just to get that circular email that says Monique's leaving. I worked on that with my coach. I also did some sessions on personal branding. That was a revelation for me. And the reason why it was, was it's not because I was ready to market myself. I didn't know what I wanted to do next. What I knew is I needed to get off this train for a minute, catch my breath, refresh myself and think about what I wanted to do next. That's what I knew I needed to do. And being able to think through in my working on the personal branding, hold on a minute, Monique, it's really easy to say, I'm a good communicator, I'm very confident, I'm an experienced leader, I've done X, Y, and Z. That's the what, that's not the how. And I worked with Colette Phillip from Brands By Me, and I absolutely will mention her on here, and I will put her contact details in the show notes, because that session that I had with Colette was a revelation. Now, Colette mostly works with organizations, but she was also running sessions for people. And this isn't a plug, this isn't an affiliate link, this is me just saying, this is what I did to help me in my transition. Colette helped me really clarify my thoughts on what's in my heart, what's my purpose, what's my calling, what are my values? What do I stand for? And most importantly, how do I do what I do? Having that clarity on that helped me to start thinking about what was important to me. The other thing I needed to do was to think about my finances. So preparing and putting some money away to be prepared to have a break from work and being honest and open about that. Not telling myself it wasn't possible, but really looking at, well, how much money do I need? to pay the bills for the next three or four months. Now, I respect that not everyone's in that situation and not everyone can do that. I've spoken to other people who have handled their transition in the way that they have continued working, but maybe started to do something on the side or they've continued working and they haven't been able to have that break. But what they've done is they've gone into either a sideways role or what they may see as a more junior role to give them some breathing space and some headspace, but still some money to pay the bills. But for me, I was lucky and blessed enough to be able to put some money aside and to be able to resign. Now, when it came to the time, I was nervous. I was scared to tell my exec colleagues. I thought they felt like I would be le I was leaving them in the lurch. You know, I was quitting when we were in such a difficult space, working through such a challenging time in the pandemic. I felt that like they would feel, yeah, you know, you're you're quitting, you're walking out on us. The guilt was really rising up on me. And um but what it made me know as well was when the time came to tell my team, to tell my exec colleagues, and most importantly, to tell the organization, I knew I had to be honest. And I know it was really hard. I remember being in floods of tears telling my team I couldn't speak because the guilt feelings of leaving them was there. But being honest with them about why, you know, the pressure that I'd felt, how I felt overwhelmed at times, how I felt a bit disillusioned and how it felt like a now or never for me to see what else was out there. 
I felt it was important to be honest. And I was really grateful for how they respected my honesty. I did an email, a personal email to the organization explaining why I was leaving, um, empathizing with what they were going through at the moment as well. It's not an easy time. And I did a video too to thank everyone for their support, for their love, for their hard work and for their commitment. I felt it was important to do that, to face people and to be honest. And I would just encourage you to say, if you are thinking about a change, you know, try not to react in a knee jerk way, you know, really reflect, take some time for yourself, seek expert help if you need it to help you think through and work through it. There are a number of podcasts out there as well, where people talk about steps you can take in your transition journey. Look into that, you know, listen to those, take that advice. And if it is the time for you, be honest with yourself about what are the steps that you need to take to help you face those fears and to be brave and to do it. Is it the best thing I did? Yes, it is. Because I think if I'm talking to you about being brave all the time and brave leadership in action, I need to back my talk. I didn't do it to have a story to tell. I did it because I knew it was something that was right for me. Has it been hard, the transition? Yes, it has. You know, the change has been enormous. I've caught myself in the last few weeks. I had to have a talk with myself. I've been managing myself like a bad CEO, giving myself completely unrealistic deadlines, talking negatively to myself, not praising the good work I'm doing, not giving myself positive feedback. I had to catch myself and say, hold on a minute, Monique. (laughs) You're talking to all these people about what you think brave leadership is in action. How are you leading yourself bravely? How are you being the CEO that you you know is the right way to be to yourself? You know, and it's been like a revelation, just recognizing that and almost starting again to say, this is a big change that I've made. You know, this isn't the same as what I was doing before. I'm having growth butterflies and then some. I spoke about those in the last episode. You know, I need to measure myself differently. Like I was saying in that episode, set my bar in that I'm in a brand new space, learning new things every day, and it's tricky. But the journey is an interesting one. It's a live one, and it's a rich journey. And I'm really grateful and blessed that I'm going through it. The thing that I also didn't say is I'm a woman of faith. And I felt like God was saying to me to close the door on my previous career so that he could show me what door he wants to open next. And that can sound quite, um, what's the word I want to use? It's not airy-fairy, that's not the right word. I can't think of the right word right now. But what I would say is, you know, and what told me it was right for me was just how calm I felt when I did my resignation letter. If that wasn't the right thing for me, it wouldn't have felt that way. And even though it was emotional, and even though it has been emotional, And even though this is a challenging time right now, I still believe this is right for me. And if it's not right, remember what I always say about facing fears and making a decision? What's the worst thing that can happen for me? I reverse engineer and I go back into a corporate role. I don't mind if that role's more junior. I just know that for me, it's about bringing in income for my family and hopefully doing it in something that I love. Those two things together, I think are the win-win. And that's not where I was coming to the end of my role in the NHS. But as I said, I'm trying a new journey now. This is a new path in the road. I'm giving it my best shot because that's what I do. I'm responsible with the decision that I've made. But if it doesn't work, 
What's the worst that can happen? I will need to think about a different way to bring money in for my family. And I'm willing to do that. So I hope sharing my journey so far um, helps you to think about if you are considering a transition, what steps you can take, what tools and advice may be able to help you. But the one thing I'd leave you with is what I say in the title, back yourself. When you make a big change, back yourself through it. Trust your instincts. If you are a person of faith, pray on it. And you know, it may go wrong. It may not be quite right, but you'll have that experience. And that experience will make you stronger. That experience will guide you for the future steps. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave me a rating and review and don't forget to subscribe. Can you please also share this with friends, family members or colleagues? I'd really appreciate it. And you can follow me on Twitter at Monique Carriol or connect with me on LinkedIn if you haven't already. I'm Monique Carriol on there too. And also click the links in the show notes to join my mailing list. I look forward to you joining me for the next episode. Take care and see you soon.